The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello, this is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. If you missed the previous broadcast, we are on podcast. You can go to SOGMI.org. Again, it's SOGMI.org. And while I'm at it, consider partnering with us by giving your monthly support to uh, finance this radio program so that we can expand more. It is a great seed. This, uh, this radio broadcast is um, reaching out to millions of people in different countries all over the world. So it's an amazing. You can go to our website, SOGMI.org, and click Donate. Your generosity and cheerful giving will be greatly appreciated. And thank you for partnering with us. Now, from the last three weeks, we're talking about false narratives. We're talking about uprooting uh, man-made doctrines. Uh, we're talking about taking responsibilities, right? And I released uh, to you a prophecy last week's two prophecies. One is the prophecy in Matthew chapter 21, verse 43, that Jesus says that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and it will be given to uh, a people who is going to bear its fruit. And it manifested in Jesus after Jesus was raised from the dead. And at the Pentecost, the chief priests, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, and the Sadducees, in other words, the Levites, got replaced by the 120 men and women of God who were empowered by the Holy Spirit at the Pentecost at the upper room. Keep that in mind, okay? And now, the Lord had me release that again. And it will manifest in our lifetime. And I said, time is of the essence. So if you are one of those that is laden with guilt, that why did you just start? Why did you just heard about this? Or else you have made corrections or, or you, you have missed something. Count it all joy and get excited to what I'm going to share with you. Restoration is here and now. Don't uh, don't wallow in self-condemnation and guilt. Stop beating yourself up because God is not focusing on your past or your mistakes. He focuses on the new man in you and your calling and your destiny, your future in him. So we're not going to talk about your past. I don't want to hear about it. And as long as you already repented, as long as you repented from those sins and make the necessary correction, as long as you uprooted and went back to God when you did take the responsibility for your sins or for your mistakes, God has already forgiven about that. And you think that you might miss, uh, that you have missed because, because of those things that you did in the past, the things that you didn't do or did. So take a listen, okay? Take a listen in this broadcast because I'm going to prove to you that God is not going to punish you by making you wait or pay for those sins. He already paid your sins at the cross, okay? You cannot pay it. You cannot carry your own burden. We need him, okay? 
So, this is for those who already repented, those who uprooted and got rid of the false narratives and man-made doctrines in their life. This is for you, and it is very exciting, okay? So, let's start with what is a true repentance means. It is a change of heart towards sin. Repentance is an inner change that gives rise to a new way of living that exalts Christ. True repentance produces godly fruits in your life in every area. Repentance is also accepting responsibility. You regret your own action. It is a personal, absolute, and unconditional surrender to God as a sovereign God. Okay? Accepting responsibility and producing fruit. So therefore, when you apologize or repented because you got caught, that's a different thing. Or you repented because you don't like the outcome of your action or inaction. It is not a true repentance, okay? The hardness of one's heart is a person's choice towards God and towards men or towards a person. Not unless God hardened your heart because of the authority that he has given you and he sees his people suffering or God have hardened your heart for you to be dealt with. Even the dealing of the Lord is a true mercy. He is a merciful God because he'd rather deal with you now than hereafter. It was too late then. So when you see the dealing of the Lord in the body of Christ, get down on your knees and pray and thank God for his mercy. Okay? So that's a repentance. Okay. But today, I will address the heart issue, our own personal, concerning forgiveness and restoration. And I will focus more on restoration today. This is very exciting. Like I said, many of God's people are full of guilt of past sins or mistake. Even though they truly repented, they get into cycles of thinking and feeling or convincing themselves or others that they are not deserving of the goodness of God because they were so bad, okay? So now, in this year, 2019, get rid of your guilt and condemnation, okay? God is merciful. I want to address the speed of God's restoration in our days, okay? Let me repeat it again. We're going to talk today about the speed of God's restoration in our days. Okay. And I have scriptures for you. Restoration of a nation. 2 Kings chapter 6. Starting with verse 24, because I know you know this story, but uh, I wanted to address it in a different light. Okay. Sometime later, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mobilized his entire army and marched up and laid siege to Samaria. There was a great famine in the city. The siege lasted long that a donkey's head sold for 80 shekels of silver and a quarter of a cab of seed pods for five shekels. As the king of Israel was passing by on the wall, a woman cried to him, Help me, my lord, the king. The king replied, If the lord does not help you, where can I get help for you? 
from the threshing floor, from the wine press? Then he asked her, What is the matter? She answered, This woman said to me, Give up your son, so we may eat him today, and tomorrow we'll eat my son. So we cooked my son and ate him. The next day I said to her, Give up your son, so we may eat him. But she had hidden him. When the king heard a woman's words, he tore his robes. As he went along the wall, the people looked, and there underneath he had sackcloth in his body. In other words, the king was fasting and put on a sackcloth underneath his kingly garment because of the famine. It was so severe, and he knew it's from God because it was prophesied by the prophet Elisha. Okay? And when that time comes, even then, even now, we always look for someone to blame. In verse 31, he said, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if the head of Elisha, son of Shephath, remains on his shoulders today. Now, Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. The king sent a messenger ahead, but before he arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Don't you see how this murderer is sending someone to cut off my head? Look at that anointing. He heard the king in his house while he was holding a Bible study. How anointed, huh? Well, it can happen to you. You can have that kind of anointing today in our present days. So he said, look, when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold it shut against him. It's not the sound of his master's footsteps behind him. And while he was still talking to them, the messenger came down to him. And the king said, this disaster is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord any longer? In other words, the king told the prophet, I know that this disaster came from God and he didn't have the answer. So he went to the one who prophesied regarding the famine. Okay? So the prophet of the Most High God responded in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a sea of flour will sell for a shekel and two seas of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And you know the wonderful part of this, right? In other words, the prophecy says that within 24 hours, things are going to be reversed. The restoration of Israel will manifest. Just like that. 24 hours. And you know, if you read through that chapter, God used four lepers for that restoration to manifest this prophecy from the men of God. Are you getting this? And if you're going to read this, when the uh, assistant to the king heard this with the king, he said, how could this be? Even if God will open the gates of heaven, how will this happen? Because it's mind boggling. And the prophet said, it will surely come to pass, but you will not be a part of it because of what? Because of your unbelief. Try to understand that when God released the prophecy, it is always mind-boggling. You cannot do it yourself, and you must focus on the might of God, the power of the Almighty God, because He is in the impossible business. Okay? 
So it happened. And at the same time, look at this. Elisha took responsibility for the woman from Shunem who was, what, financing him. He told the woman, leave the country for seven years because the Lord has declared a famine. When the Lord decreed or declared a famine, it cannot be reversed. It will happen. But if you are just like this woman who is a supporter, a financier of Elisha, she and her family got shielded from the famine. It is amazing that she obeyed. Could you imagine? Leave everything. She's a rich woman. Leave everything and leave for seven years. And you know what happened after seven years? She went before the king to get her property back. And the timing of God is Gehazi was talking to the king and said, tell me again all the things that Elisha did. And they talk about the woman raised from the dead, and here she comes. So in other words, not only she was shielded from famine, she had a seven years vacation. The king assigned an officer to attend to her case, to return all her properties and the income generated from her properties back to her, as if she worked for seven years. Well, she was on vacation. This woman, because she is a supporter of the prophet Elisha, she and her family got and received a paid vacation of seven years. Okay? So let's go back to the restoration. So God restored the nation of Israel within 24 hours. Isn't that wonderful? And we are under the covenant. Okay? We are under the new covenant and we have the Holy Spirit who empowers us all. So as soon as the man of God in a situation in this time in Second Kings, it was the prophet Elisha that got involved. The restoration of the entire nation took only 24 hours. If it's been done by your own might with the ways of the world, it will take years and years and, and years. Okay. So amazingly. Okay. Now. Are you ready personally? Have you repented already? So get ready for God's restoration upon your life. Okay? Get ready. Just believe and look at who God is instead of your situation. Okay? And instead of you. In Second Kings, the restoration of the entire nation manifested within 24 hours. Right? God used four lepers, but because the man of God got involved, when the king went to him, it is amazing, the king blamed Elisha, but when he was in front of Elisha, his anger was gone, right? But he asked for Elisha, this is from the Lord, and Elisha prophesied within 24 hours. So the fortunes of Israel got restored. If we do the right thing, and if we prayed and support godly leaders and continue to pray for them, and if we don't condone or justify their sins, God's restoration as a nation is going to speed up, and your restoration upon your life is going to speed up too. In the New Testament, the first season, the Sadducees were so comfortable with their position of influence and control. 
they plotted Jesus just because they want to keep their position of authority. They don't want Jesus, okay? They oppose Jesus not because Jesus is out of order, okay? They oppose Jesus because he is touching all the people, common people, and touching them. And at the same time, they don't want to lose control. They enjoy their position of influence and affluential lifestyle. So the religious devils fought Jesus in his times. And the religious devils in our days are the ones who have been opposing the move of God. But the time has come that the fulfillment of Jesus' prophecy in Matthew chapter 21, 43 will get fulfilled. Okay? Now, personally for you, how long will it take for you? Don't beat yourself up, okay? If you repented already, even five minutes ago, and said, that is past, you start acting and doing the right thing as if nothing happened, okay? Luke chapter 23, starting with verse 32. Two other men, this is Jesus at the cross, okay? Luke chapter 23, starting with verse 32. Two other men, both uh, criminals, were also led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the Skull, or Golgotha, there they crucified him along with criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, you save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminals rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man had done nothing wrong. Listen to this. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. The criminal who accepted and took responsibility of his sin and accepted the repercussions of his deeds, how long did it take for him to get saved from hell and got restored? That day, so much more if you are born again and have already repented and is remorseful of your sins or action. As soon as he acknowledged, as soon as this criminal acknowledged the lordship of our Lord Jesus Christ, that very same day, he was in paradise. This is who God is. This is his way of restoration. This is his plan of restoring you. Make things right with him. Okay? So for us Christians and for us elders, how long did it take for Peter to be restored 
after denying Jesus three times. Luke chapter 22, starting with verse 60. Peter replied, Man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the words the Lord had spoken to him. Before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And Peter went outside and wept bitterly. He was restored in a matter of days as the leader of the church within a few days. So how long, my dear brother, how long, my dear sister, are you going to beat yourself up for the sins you committed and you already repented? You feel sorry about how long you're doing it your way, God's way. It is a matter of hours. It is an instant in a lot of ways. How long? I read to you in Second Kings, the restoration of the nation of Israel manifested within 24 hours by a prophetic word from Elisha. Okay? This criminal who accepted responsibility. Jesus said, oh, you have to go to, uh, you have to, go to hell for two days or you have to go to purgatory. No. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. That's all he wanted from you. Don't beat yourself up. And if you still want to beat yourself up and said, what about Zacchaeus? The evil doer, wicked Zacchaeus, right? Zacchaeus did not even ask to be saved. He knew he was wicked, but he just wanted to see Jesus for himself. He was curious about this prophet this rabbi that he's been hearing about, how he performed many miracles, how he walked on water, how he multiplied loaves and fishes. I will be curious too, even if I'm a wicked person, right? So what did Jesus did? He invited, Jesus invited himself with his disciples to eat at his house, at Zacchaeus' house. He says, Zacchaeus, come down from that tree. I'm going to eat at your house today. And of course, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and other religious devils were murmuring and said, does he know who who Zacchaeus is? He's a wicked and evil man. And, And they followed him and they continued to murmur, right? And then Zacchaeus, because he did not even expect that Jesus will call out his name, that Jesus will know him much, much more with Jesus inviting himself to eat at his house. So Zacchaeus offered to make restitution, and he promised Jesus that he will share half of his wealth to the poor. The whole town, the, all the poor people in that town got blessed, and they don't even know what was going on because Jesus got involved. Could you imagine Zacchaeus giving half of his wealth? He was very, very rich. To the poor. So the whole town got blessed. And that moment, Jesus said, Today, salvation has come upon your household, not just Zacchaeus, who got restored in the kingdom and who got saved. He and his entire household. Remember, my dear brothers and sisters, God will never withhold good things from his people. 
Today, today, just go to Him and repent and tell Him that you want to be restored. In an instant, He will give you instruction and direction. Trust Him on this. He is waiting for you. He longed to bless you. He longed to restore you. Okay? And if you still need help, call me at 210-695-1630. And uh, if you got the recording, just leave your phone number and your name, and I'll call you back. But restoration is for you, and God is speeding up the restoration and the blessings of his people, and you are one of them. I'm talking to you, okay? So God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Don't forget, join us in our Sunday services at 1030 at 8419 Callahan Road, or you can follow us live streaming at exactly 11 a.m. by going to our website, SOGMI.org. Today, restoration has come upon you in Jesus' name. God bless you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.